0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Doc Danny here, and I got some exciting news for you. We have a new training coming out September 23rd for our clinical rainmaker skills. So these are the business skills that we found that help people generate both time and financial freedom for themselves that are aside from your clinical skills. Too often our colleagues focus everything on just clinical skills, clinical skills which we definitely need. But if you can't stack on much needed business skills with that, you're gonna have a very hard time generating both time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, which is what many of us want to be able to do. So we're gonna go over exactly what we've found with the hundreds of businesses that we've worked with and really helped grow to multiple six-figure cash practices what are they doing, what are they working on, what do you need to work on, and then how can you start to implement that and get clarity on where you actually need to be spending your time and attention to actually build a well-rounded skill set to lead to your goals in life outside of just becoming a great clinician. Now, if you're interested in doing that, head to ptbiz.vip. That's ptbiz.vip. Get signed up for the VIP list, the only place you're going to get access to this training. Head there, get signed up now. We'll see you on the 23rd. So here's the question, how do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health, and have real student loans, create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matey, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and today, man, I'm excited for this one. This is this is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, um, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And And finally, um, I decided to sit down and kind of synthesize some of my thoughts and uh, share these with you. And what I want to talk about is objections, objections that, that you're probably going to get for people that want to work with you your cash practice and primarily objections that I hear from clinicians that I have a chance to talk to that do not want to invest in themselves as far as personal development and business education goes. And I want to share the most common ones that I hear and give you an idea of a different lens to look at these common objections through. Hopefully this will help you with your, your sales and hopefully this will help you reframe the way that you're looking at things. I think that someone's potential, someone's ability to get what they want out of our time here is based primarily on the lens at which they look at things in the world. Let me explain that for a second. There's something called your reticular activator. Now, this is part of our brain that makes us aware of certain things around us. Uh, If any of you have bought a new vehicle, let's say bring up, I have a, a Toyota Tacoma. When I bought my truck, I saw Tacomas all over the place I was like dang there's a shitload more Tacomas in Atlanta now and there weren't there were the same amount I was just more aware of it my perception was of being aware of this type of truck because I had just gotten it and I started to see more of them when my wife was pregnant when Ashley was pregnant I thought there was like pregnant women everywhere (laughs) there there's no more preg- there weren't any more pregnant women I was just more aware of it I was uh you know my perception of it was heightened because my reticular activator was alerted to that. The same thing happens with where we put our attention, the things we focus on day in and day out, and the lens at which we look at things primarily drives the way in which we see opportunities or lack of opportunities. We see potential or we see despair. We see all the bad things or we see all of the good things. And it depends on what What do you want your lens to look like? What pair of glasses do you want to put on? And one thing that I've found is when you can change your perspective, change the lens at which you're looking things, looking at things in order to really prioritize seeing opportunity, seeing things that are possible and all the good things that are happening and all the good things that can happen to you, good things start happening to you. That's how it works because you're ready for those things. You're aware of those things and you're not just missing them. And one of the best things that I've ever done, hands down, the best investment that I've ever made is in myself, is in my ability to change the way that I view the world, to change my skill set in the way that I'm able to sell, market, systemize things, lead people. Grow as a person and then have people that want to be associated with me and be involved in things that I'm doing that have led to a lot of positive relationships, partnerships, things in my life that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't said, you know what? I've got to improve myself. That's the first place to start. I have to improve the way that I look at the world. I have to improve my skill set. I have to improve my uh, you know, myself overall. Emotional control, be a better husband, father, parent, you know colleague, business partner, clinician, all these things, they come down to me investing in myself and growing as a person. And I have to tell you, if you're not willing to do that, you're going to, you know, plateau at at a certain point within your career, especially as a clinician. We know what you end up leading to, you know, as staff clinician, maybe director, time poor, not making as much money as you would like, not having much say over what you're doing with your life, not working with the people that you want to work with. And we can complain and we can bitch about these things. But you know, six years ago when I started my practice, I was in the same place as probably a lot of people that are listening to this. What's the difference? What's the big difference between people that I graduated with from PT school that are doing things that they dislike on a day to day basis and they have hardly energy left over for their family when they get home and where I'm at. The secret, the big difference, is that I've decided to invest in myself over everything else and grow personally. And this is the thing that I think people discount, and they view it as uh, a cost and not an investment. And I can tell you, for me, my journey to this came from from a lot of lessons learned The hard way. I didn't actually start investing in myself, both on the you know business side and personal development side, until I was about a year and a half into our practice. And I thought I had a lot of shit figured out because I had scaled up pretty fast. You know, I was at eight, ten thousand dollars a month in revenue by about month three, and I grew it from there where I was fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month in revenue by myself. Like, man, I got this thing figured out. Time to time to scale. Time to bring on a provider. Time to scale into a. standalone location, and I got punched in the mouth. I got punched in the mouth with a six month build out with you know, making a bunch of uh, financial decisions that were wrong about how to use utilize our cash flow, hiring too early, and having a ton of overhead going into that process, buying equipment that we didn't need, all of these things to the tune of about $80,000, and that sucked. And I remember sitting on the couch with Ashley, looking at our bank account. In one of the most stressful times in my life, in, my, in our marriage in particular, literally sitting there calculating that we had less than one month if we kept this pace before we were upside down and we were putting everything on our credit cards and we were racking up a bunch of debt in our business and we had been so cash flow positive. We'd been doing so well and we, we essentially squandered all of it with mistakes that we made because we lacked the understanding of what we didn't know. So my lessons that I learned were the hard way. And from there, I dove into business development coaching. And it was about $1,500 a month. And at that time, trust me, I didn't want to spend $1,500 a month. I didn't have $1,500 a month to spend on that. But I knew that the problem was that I didn't understand what I was doing. And as I dove into this program that I was in for a year, I realized that a lot of the problems that I had were because I was stubborn. I had a huge ego about what I was doing. I didn't want to listen to anybody else. And a lot of the issues that I had, especially as a leader and and building a team, were gonna get worse and worse and worse as I brought more people on and they spent more time around me. And I had to solve those things. I thought I was just gonna get some business tactics. And what happened was I realized that I had some serious personal problems that I had to work on, as well as improve the tactical side of what's going on in business. And that's how I got to this. And I hope that many of you don't have to go through the same scenario, but some of you will. And that's okay too. That's just the way it has to be for you. You may listen to this and you may think that, you know, this doesn't apply to you and maybe it doesn't right now. And it might one day, but some of you are listening to this and I'm telling you, you're going to make mistakes. You need to develop yourself, develop your business skills in order to avoid those things. And when I talk to clinicians at this point, I've talked to about 800 clinicians over the last two years on the phone, hour long conversations, digging into their business, figuring where they're at. Not all of them are appropriate to work with us, but many of them are that we haven't worked with. And I'm going to talk to you about what I typically hear and why I feel in, in many ways bad for a lot of these people, because I know what the alternative is. It's struggle. It's trying to figure things out on your own. It's wasting time that you'll never get back. Potentially financial ruin, potentially giving up and going back to something that you don't like to do. Because we follow up with a lot of these people that we've engaged with, that we've talked to. And by and large, this is what we hear. They're in the same place. They've barely made any progress. Some of them have gone back to like hospital jobs that they didn't want in the first place. And I think it's frankly sad. I I feel bad for them because I know what the alternative is. I know what their life could have looked like. If they would have been willing to invest in themselves, but they're scared, they're fearful of what if it doesn't work, or what if what if you're not willing to put in the work? What if you're not smart enough? What if you don't have the skill set? What if you can't make it work? That's the internal monologue that a lot of people have with themselves. That's the doubt that they're creating in themselves. Not even doubt in us is doubt in themselves in many ways. And what I want you to think about as I go through these is how do these apply to you, but also how, how do these apply to people that you're going to work with? Because we get people that come in our office constantly that are in pain that have been burned by other offices and you're telling them they got to pay out of pocket to work with you and you got to be able to understand what the objections you're gonna have to handle with them to be able to really help as many people as possible. One of the big ones that I hear and the first one we're gonna get into is I need time to decide. I need more time. Just get, I just need some time to think about this. Look indecision is killing you period. That's either a yes, it's a no, it's not a maybe and I need to think about it because that is indecision and that's wasting a resource that we all have a limited amount of a limited amount of bad things happen. Unfortunate things happen to people all the time. You don't know how long you're going to be here long time, short time, whatever. My mother-in-law, her friend sitting on a bench with her husband down in, uh, uh Pensacola and they're at a park, a tree limb falls, hits her in the head dead early 50s just sitting on a nice day with her husband that shit happens every day to people all around the world random things so you're telling me you want to waste time you want to waste time being indecisive about something that might potentially change your life or your family's life for the long term successful people are not indecisive they are decisive about things it's a yes it's a no is this right for me no is this is this is this right for me yes is this wrong for me no no I'm not doing it. Decisions have to be made. There's no, I need more time. I need to wait. The, these decisions that you're making and the way you make decisions, I, I've heard people say this too, like, I just don't make decisions quickly. Okay. The same person, you're $200,000 in debt. You're barely making $60,000 a year working for somebody else. You have no idea. to get out of this position you have no idea what you want to do going forward you have no vision for that you have no skills to grow that maybe the problem is how you make decisions maybe what you need to do is think about am I making decisions the right way is this how somebody would make a decision as a successful person you need to get clear on what you need what you don't need and make decisions on what you need to improve to get to that next stage that is where you need to focus Because if you keep making decisions that are leading to you being in a bad position, maybe the problem is how you make your decisions. Another big one is I've got to talk to my spouse and I get this a lot. I've been married for 13 years and I plan on staying that way forever. That being said, I talk to my spouse about big financial decisions. The the first coaching uh, program that I did, Ashley, not really on board with that. (laughs) And you have to understand, you know, we are different people. We see things differently. She's very much more risk averse than I am. And we had just lost a bunch of money. So for us to throw more money at business, wasn't really appealing to her. I felt like I needed to do this. It was something I really deep down felt like I needed to do. I felt like I was missing something and I had a conversation with her and we agreed, you know, that we, we felt like that it was right. It, we were, we were both apprehensive and she was very much apprehensive about it. But, It's hard sometimes when your spouse doesn't see the vision that you have, and maybe, in some cases, they're not supportive of what you wanna do. Now, I may get a little bit of flack for this, but I can tell you 800 reps under my belt over the last two years, direct conversations. This isn't a fucking text message. This is, I talked to this person for an hour, 800 reps. And what I can tell you, by and large, the spouse conversation goes south, significantly more when it's a female talking to their husband. And that's just the truth. I got to talk to my husband, shoot it down. You know, we decided not to do it. Did you, did you decide not to do this or did you get told not to do this? And I'm your relationship is your relationship. But in many cases, if you have somebody that's not supportive of you and what you want to do, it's going to be very hard for you to work towards that goal if you don't have that support system at home, this is men, women, whatever your spouse has to align with what you're doing. And a lot of that comes down to the education that you have with them about what you're trying to do, why it's important to you and what skills you need to gain that you don't have. No one would think it was weird. You said, Hey, I want to be a physical therapist. I've got to go to physical therapy school to learn how to do that hey, I want to run a business. I want to start a business. I need to understand how to run a business in order to do that. Nope, shoot that one down. You got your degree. Why why is that not good enough? It's because you don't learn anything about actually being successful in PT school. You learn how to pass a national test. And half of the shit on that, you're never going to even use in the first place. You have to be clear with your spouse about where you're trying to go and have conviction in that. Otherwise, they will shoot you down because they don't understand. They just see this costs money. They don't see this as an investment in yourself and the person you're trying to become, to grow to where you need to be, to be able to have the life that you want, the business that you want that supports that. And that doesn't happen via stagnation. That happens via growth, investing in yourself with time monetarily to get to the next level. The next one is money. This is a big one. Hey, I just don't have the money for this. Dude, isn't that why we're having this conversation in the first place? (laughs) that's the whole point of this. We want to teach you how to actually use your skill set to have a business that supports you and you actually make money. It's kind of like when somebody buys a house. Think of it this way. So, if you go buy a house, let's say that house costs $100,000. Do you save up $100,000 cash and then go buy that house? How long would that take you to get to that point? How much would that house change over time? Let's say it took you 10 years to save up hundred thousand dollars to buy that house. That house in 10 years is going to be significantly more expensive than if you were able to buy it right now in most cases. So what do we do? We save up a down payment and then we finance the rest with the bank. You save up twenty percent. You put your twenty percent down. You get a loan for eighty thousand dollars. The other eighty percent of that house, and you pay it off over a period of time. We finance these because we're living in it. It's also we view it as a good investment. I can tell you of all the things that I've invested in, real estate is a good one. But personal development, myself, my own skill sets, my skill set and my networks that I that I've accumulated, not even close, not even close to real estate. It's dramatically more of a payoff whenever you invest in yourself. And here's the other thing that bank could call you up and they could say, Hey, you got to pay the note. We want the house paid off or we're taking it back. That could happen. It's unlikely, but nobody can ever take information away from you skills away from you. Somebody could take everything from you. They could move you to another country. As long as you understand the basics of how to use your skill set, how to sell, how to market, how to build something, how to systemize that, you'll be fine. No matter where you go, you're going to be fine. That's like worst, worst case scenario. And it's highly unlikely. But even still, that's an asset that nobody can take from you. And it's up to you what you use it for, how much you decide to use it, how much you work, what you decide to do. It doesn't matter after that. Once you've acquired that skill set, once you've acquired that network as well, that network of other people that are working towards the same thing or that have connections that can help you get connected to somebody else, we discount the network side. We don't think that that's important. It's huge. It's huge. Your network and your skill sets, those are the two big things that you want to focus on. Here's the other thing. You don't have the money. Cool, I get it. I've been been—I've been there. I, I spent two years Splitting a Chick-fil-A sandwich with my wife every Friday night, and then walking around Chick or walking around Costco and bed bath and beyond a target looking at shit we wanted to buy one day while oh, we were paying off debt. I've been there. I get it. But you also have to look at what's the cost of you not learning something, not doing something. What's the cost of indecision? Let's say you're thinking, man, maybe I should start a side hustle. This COVID shit is kind of crazy. I've been furloughed what am I going to do? You decide, I'm going to start a side hustle. You do it today. You don't know what you're doing. We can help. You start your side hustle. You do it the right way. You grow it up to where you're at $3,000 a month on your side hustle. Let's say it's no different than that for a six month period. All right. So you're three, three grand, six month period. You made $18,000 of your side hustle. Let's say you decide to wait six months and then get started. You've lost out on $18,000 in revenue that you could have been earning. If you would have done it from the get-go, done it the right way, and just started. Let's say you wait a year. Now it's $36,000. You've just lost out on $36,000 of additional income you could be bringing in because you learned a skill set and you leveraged your clinical skills in a way you didn't know how. The cost of indecision is high. Now let's say that's years. Years down the line. Do the math on that. What's it costing you not to actually acquire skills that are going to help put yourself in a better financial Time freedom, position, and skills that you can parlay into other things. The cost of indecision is high, and nobody, nobody thinks about that. How about it's not a good time? Let's name a couple of reasons why it's not a good time. COVID, election coming up. who knows where which direction it's going to go? Having a kid, I just bought a house. I've got student debt. Look, here's the thing. this COVID doesn't happen all the time, right? Sorry, this is a once in a hundred years kind of thing. Everything else that I just mentioned there happens all the time. Happens all the time. And here's what's silly about some of this stuff. You've got people on one side that say, oh man, if Trump gets elected, everything's going to shit. And then people on the other side that say, if Biden gets elected, everything's going to shit. You can focus on that all you want, but the reality is the economy is going to be the economy. The economy during Trump, during Obama, it didn't matter to me. Because I was focused on shit that I can control. And when you understand that you can build your skill sets, you can work on yourself, and you can work on the things that you can control within your own businesses and your own life, things get a lot less anxiety-inducing and stressful. And you start to realize that you have a lot more control than maybe you think you have. And you can focus on building that life that you want and being smart enough and having the network and the resources to where if something dramatic happens, you can pivot, you can change, and you understand how to insulate yourself and your family from really negative events that can happen. Like when I got out of the Army and started our practice in 2014, we had just had our second kid. Maggie was six months old. Jack was two. Ashley wasn't working. We had no health insurance that we ended up having to buy through the the health health insurance government uh, site. It was terrible. It was insane expensive. You know, I I didn't have a stable income. Lots of things, and we bought a house. (laughs) We bought a house. All of this happened, and yet we still went forward. Why? Because there was opportunity. There's opportunity in every single market. It just depends on whether you're willing to look for it or not, or you have the skills to capitalize it on it or not. This is why in these big economic changes, people get really, really wealthy during this time. The reason why is because they can solve bigger problems. Look at Zoom. Dude, the guy that started Zoom, his net worth has increased billions of dollars. The reason is people have to use it more. Look at Jeff Bezos. I saw a stat that he could give every employee in Amazon a $105,000 bonus and he would still have more money than he did in back in January of this year, because of how much Amazon has grown. It's it's insane, but think about how helpful they have been during this time. Think about how much they probably added employees and market share. They've solved problems. You could tell Jeff Bezos, this is not a good time. This isn't a good time, Jeff. He's like, this is like an awesome time for us guys. I don't know what you're talking about because he's solving problems and he's making a massive difference and the value he's creating is directly coming back to him in profit. So you could say it's not a good time, but when is there a perfect time? When is there a perfect time? Okay. Perfect time is you have your house paid off. There's no more elections. You've got all your student debt paid off. Your kids are older. They've left the house and they have their own independent jobs. Cool. You're going to wait a long time. And by that point, you will have missed so many opportunities that would have come your way. It would be a shame. Look, I hope that this makes sense for some of you. And for some of you, maybe this is what you need to hear. You need to hear that you're shooting yourself in the foot with indecision. You need to hear that investing in yourself is not a waste of money. It's not like buying a depreciating asset. So many of you will go out and you'll drop money on a car. You'll get a loan for a vehicle that literally, as soon as you drive it off the lot, is worth less, is worth less than the moment that you bought it. And yet we think nothing about financing a vehicle that is going to be worth less in a couple years than it is right now. And you think that it's crazy to think about building your own skill set up and investing in yourself and potentially financing that so that in a couple years you put yourself in a completely different financial position and potentially your family for generations. What trade off are you willing to make? that's what you have to think about. Look at this from a different lens and realize that you're missing opportunity if you are not willing to learn things that you do not understand yet that are teachable, that are learnable, that can be applied, that can be replicated to allow you to put yourself in a position to be more successful to have more of whatever it is you want in life that requires money and it requires time. And one of the best ways to get that back is to be able to have a successful business of your own, whatever that might look like, in person, virtual, outside of the PC community. I don't care what you do. I just think you have to look at where you can provide value. For many of you, for a lot of us that are listening to this in particular, it has to do with how you can leverage your clinical skill set. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And that's what's really cool. When COVID has taught us anything, it's that virtually even more so. Almost every single practice that we work with has some very hybrid variation where they're doing some sort of digital program work, some sort of digital product, virtual visits, something to that effect. They're selling virtual packages of core offers where they're solving problems for people. This is happening. They know how to do it and they're changing their life because of it. You don't yet. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, you're never going to learn that. You're never going to build that skill set because it has to be acquired. You can acquire it via time, hard work, piecing things together on your own, or you can collapse time and you can pay for a mentor, which is what I've found the most success with. I seek it out now because I know every time that I invest in myself, it comes back to me. And it's awesome. It's the safest place for me to actually spend my time, resources, and money. Now, guys, this is leading up to a new coaching program that we have coming out. September 23rd, we drop our new coaching program. We have a limited number of spots for this because it's actually coaching. We're actually getting on calls every week with you guys. We're we're leveraging information that we've only had for our mastermind, which we have helped in the last 12 months generate about $18 million in revenue in our mastermind with businesses that are in there as are cash practices are out of network practices. These are people that are not accepting insurance directly, $18 million in our mastermind gross revenue that they've generated based off of marketing, sales systems, mindset work that we've helped implement within their businesses. And they're crushing it even during what would per- be perceived as a strange economic time. We're going to share this in our new coaching program. We call it our clinical rainmaker coaching program with a select number of people listening to this, people that have already signed up for our VIP list. If you haven't yet, head to ptbiz.vip, get signed up. We have 20 coaching spots that we are going to have open for this. We already have 80 people on the wait list for this program. This is going to require an application, talking to us. it's. I don't care if you have a credit card and you think, oh, cool, here's, here's my money, take it. Nope, it has to be the right fit. If you're interested and you want more information, you want to know when this comes out, Head to ptbiz.vip, get signed up now. And I hope regardless of whether you get signed up or not, I hope that you understanding how to look at things in a different light and handle objections with people that you're talking to, even your own patients. If they say, oh man, I don't have the the money for this. Okay, well what's the long-term cost of this gonna be with you avoiding activities, with this getting worse, with this potentially leading to something that's gonna need even more work down the line? What's the cost? What are you avoiding? Let's solve this problem. Get better at having these conversations with people, with challenging people in a positive way. Don't just back down. Like, oh, okay, cool, you you don't have it. I bet you they have money to buy something they really like. (laughs) I bet bet they they drive off in a BMW and and you think to yourself, that's weird. It's what they see value in. And it's up to you to help change their perspective so you can help them get rid of their problem and get back to things that they really like. It's not like we're selling snake oil, guys. We're we're selling habitual changes in their life that lead to better health, less pain, and more enjoyment of their vehicle in life, which is their body. That's valuable. It's up to you to help position how they look at things so they realize how important it is so that one day they don't look back and say, damn, I wish I would have solved this because now it's causing me a real problem and I'm in surgery next week because of it. And that does happen to a lot of people that we talk to that don't work with us. So... Hope you guys enjoy this. This one was something that's been a long time coming. Like I said it aligns fairly well with what we're doing with our coaching program. Again, head to ptbiz.vip if you want to get signed up for that for the waitlist. We're going to be talking to a lot of you guys. We're hoping to work with the right people and really help change your life. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing weekend, an amazing day, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200, and this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.